Welcome to Tulsa Time with Bishop David A. Condorla. I'm Adam Minahan, the uh, Communications Director for the Diocese of Tulsa, here in the new studio with the Diocesan Shield with the lit up. We got everything uh, ready to go. If you go check us out on YouTube, uh, you can see all of the new things that we'll continue to be adding in the studio as we go. Uh, we have a lot of things going on right now, Bishop. In the diocese, we have the Eucharistic revival that's going on as we, you know, prepare for Thanksgiving and, mm -hmm. and the Eucharistic aspect of Thanksgiving. We have you finished up the synod, but Pope Francis has kind of extended some of that, so we're we're keeping a, a pulse on what's going on there. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's just a lot of uh, uncertainty and a lot of kind of chaos and just in the in the world you know, overall. And I think a lot of times some, somebody even, I think, emailed us or said, you know, said um, they're not sure about the future and they're not sure about, are we actually getting better? Are we getting worse? Is, is society crumbling? You know, and there's there's some uncertainty there. So maybe I'll just let you kind of uh, answer that. Like, are we, are we getting worse? Are, are things falling apart here? <laughs> are the training wheels falling off? What do you think? Yes. <laughs> well sin does happen and it, that, that that i mean that is a the, the broadest general answer i suppose is that that there was a fall mm -hmm. in the garden and it's been getting worse in a sense since then but of course we remember that we have a redeemer mm -hmm. uh, when i was looking for property to buy in oklahoma when i was here and getting ready to buy this country place that I have my day off cabin at. Uh, one of the properties I looked at was a really nice square of property out in, um, in Adair County somewhere. And uh, there was a little red square right in the middle of this property. And I asked the realtor, you know, I'm looking at the overhead picture of the property. Uh -huh. And I asked the realtor, what is that little red square? And she said, well, there's actually a cave in the property, it has a locked iron grill across the front of it, and there's some guy who uh, who owns the cave. And so, <laughs> right, that's a, you're trying to sell me a property around the cave that, that has in the middle of it someone who owns a cave <laughs> that I won't own in the property. And so apparently, it was <clears throat> it was someone who's a prepper, mm. you know, a, a doomsday prepper, someone right. who's getting ready for the end of the world, right? And um, it, it just struck me as funny, but when we when we see things going on around us, you know, with with the election that we've just gone through, uh, or we're about to go through, depending on when this airs, mm -hmm. um, coming up, you know, politicians tend to focus on all the negative things and. And uh, crime is is rampant in many of our cities. We've seen that even in in uh, our own city here in Tulsa. We've seen it even in our own Catholic community with the um, the recent attack on our cathedral. Uh, when these kinds of things happen, and they become so prominent in our media feeds, now this is becoming a theme in in Tulsa time. We've right. talked about this before. It's incumbent on us to, to remember that anything that we're looking at in a newspaper, in a magazine, on a social media, even in a Tulsa Time right. episode, it has been curated by someone. Someone has had to think through and pick out, okay, this subject, not that one, this narrative, not that one. And so 
it's not the same thing as reality. Mm-hmm. It may be speaking about a real thing that happened, but it's not the only thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And so on the same day that this uh, man who has a mental uh, condition attacked our cathedral and did uh, actual harm to one of our employees, on the same day that that happened, amazing good things happened Mm. all over the city and all over the diocese. There were many, many instances that day of people who were very kind to their neighbor, people who went out of their way to help someone who was down on their luck, people who gave money to people standing on street corners, just all the kinds of things that are typical of human beings when we're uh, being our at our best, or even mediocre. Right. Humans being human. Right. Humans recognizing the goodness in each other and trying to, to be patient with each other and those kinds of things. But most of that does not make it to the news. Right. Uh, yeah, good things don't sell like, like you know, uh, the, it's, like, like bad things do. They're not as exciting, perhaps. There is a, a YouTube channel that I look at it's called Random Acts of Kindness, mm-hmm. and you, you type that in, and this channel is dedicated to little 10, 20-second long vignettes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 10 or 12 minutes worth of them, of stories and, and film clips of people doing really nice things for strangers, for people they love, whatever, for animals, pets, whatever. Well... It's interesting because you have to really look for that. Mm-hmm. And it's just one channel among millions of other right. <laughs> channels yeah. that are going to give you all the bad news. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it exists is what, what I think is the point here, is for us to remember the, the world that we live in is fallen. There was a tragedy in the garden. And because of that tragedy... We live in a fallen world, which means it is a world marked by sin and death and disease, and yet it is a world that is redeemed. Each of us who are disciples of Jesus, who have uh, desired to have a life together with the Lord, each of us has the capacity in our own life Mm -hmm. to change the world. We can't change the whole world. We're not going to get headlines But by living our Christian faith, by recognizing the goodness in others and seeking to build that up, we fight against and counter the negative things that do happen, and uh, we can change the world that way. Yeah, I almost see, like, sometimes whenever I feel like, uh, almost like despair or like worried about like what's going on in the world, and it seems like I'm kind of going more inward, inward, and like kind of like just collapsing into myself, how I feel like I can get out of that is is really focus on doing random acts of kindness for other people. Like if I start thinking about how can I make this person's day or how can I, you know, this person isn't smiling, like what if I smile at them? Mm-hmm. You know, or I, you know, just like little things like that. It really turns, it's funny how the more I turn outward towards other people, the, the more I feel lifted up, the more I feel, I feel better. Right. Isn't that weird? It causes you to feel better. Right, yeah. It causes me personally to feel not, better. Not just it. them. It also improves their life, but right. it causes you to feel better. Yeah. So that's worth uh, keeping in mind. Uh, it's, 
it's worth the effort to look for positive things to read, mm -hmm. uh, to you know look for that YouTube channel, Random Acts of Kindness, so that you can balance mm -hmm. the kinds of things you see online. Uh, you know, how many positive things are on Twitter versus how many negative things are right. on Facebook versus negative things. So can you also then uh, put positive things out? Can you report on positive stories yourself? Right. Uh, can you avoid focusing on on uh, things? You know, many people have been very kind to me recently because I had an automobile accident. Yeah, it's great to have. I am so <laughs> thankful uh, you are still here, that everything is okay. Because let me tell you, Tulsa Time would have tanked without you. It would not be a very good show. <laughs> well, you could play the reruns. Yeah. <laughs> Car Talk has been going for decades playing the reruns. Um, but... Again, that's that's an example of, of some of what we're talking about. I've been driving how many years now? I'm 62, so I've mm -hmm. been driving since I was 16. This is the first and only kind of really serious accident that I've had. How many, probably millions of miles, have I right. driven or ridden mm -hmm. in cars? But this one thing did happen. And so uh, I don't want to become focused on that. It was a, a thing that happened that was it could have been a very serious thing by God's grace and, and uh, blessing. It wasn't. And right. and by good technology, good airbags and all that. Right. Um, are you going to get the, the question is, are you going to get a Toyota Tacoma? Well, again? yes, of course. Yeah, uh, I'm a, a dedicated Tacoma driver. <laughs> so I can't do anything but that, uh, especially now that it saved my life. It saved your so, life. Yeah, yeah, so yeah exactly. But uh, that's a good example for us in our life. Something bad may happen. The real question is, how do we respond to it? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the important human uh, characteristics that people of faith have an advantage in is how we respond to bad things that happen to us. What kind of resiliency do we have? When I worked as a chaplain in the hospital, it was very clear. It was easily observable that people who had a faith, uh, a life of prayer, a relationship with God, uh, those people did better in terms of how they dealt with tragedies that happened medically to them or their children. Uh, I worked on the pediatric oncology team. <clears throat> how they were able to handle bad news that came to them mm -hmm. based on their treatment or something. Uh, and their actual medical outcome, because their faith life uh, gave them this greater resiliency, it lowered their blood pressure, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, it made them less anxious, and those things have a real physical impact on a person's condition. Oh, yeah. So for all of us, uh, we live in a fallen world, and yet it is redeemed. We recognize this is not our home. We thank God for that gift. We... Uh, are mindful of the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, hell. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are somewhat, in a natural sense, fearful of the mystery of death and the separation from this life. And yet we know by faith and we believe by faith that what awaits us is much better. This life is merely a preparation for what awaits us. And so that gives us hope. Hope gives us resiliency mm -hmm. and the ability to see in a broader way that the world that we live in is good. And even yeah. though bad things happen, the world that we live in is redeemed.
Yeah, and I see that this is also an evangelization opportunity, right? You know, so First Peter in chapter three, he talks about always be ready to give a defense of your faith for the hope that is within you, mm-hmm. right? So it almost presupposes that somebody is coming up to you because they realize there's something about you that is different. Like there's some hope about you. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to question the way you live. And then now you can give a defense of your faith because mm-hmm. this person has recognized that hope. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times just by this, by your, uh, your hope, it's a, it's an evangel- evangelization tool. Right. Exactly. The way you live your life, uh, the way you handle things that happen to you that are right. distressful, other people take notice of that. Then if something happens to them, they may come and ask you questions. What should I do about this? That's right. So if you're listening to Tulsa Time right now, leave us a comment. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know if you have any questions for, for Bishop or if you have any topics you want us to cover. Uh, I'm Adam Minahan. Tune in next week as we talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.